Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck, celebrating Rainbow Rumpus Party Town Pride 2022. Guys, uh, I mean, obviously not y'all who are listening to this. Happy uh, June 12th. Uh, we made it to the next Homestuck date in the year. Um, You're right. I didn't even uh, realize that. Let's read Homestuck today updated for the first time since uh, April 13th of last year. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't realize they were still like a thing. Doing Neither their did sh- I. Every ah. time I'm like, mm, they just, they do it again. Um, what else happened? It was, yeah, it was weird to like go on Twitter today and see Homestuck trending. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's June 12th. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Lands of Fans and Music uh, came out like six months ago, but I just found it uh, like two weeks ago. Oh, Low Fam 5? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some good stuff on there. Some post epilogue stuff which i don't really understand but it slaps so nice nice and that's what really matters that's what pride is all about baby hello and welcome to serious business the podcast that dares to ask what is pride if not a rainbow rumpus party town my name is sam my pronouns are he and him and the film which i would use to introduce aliens to human culture is i mean pretty much any mcu film at this point they're all fucking the same yeah yeah unfortunate here's the here's the company that owns all our media (laughs) uh hello my name is samarium uh some call me sam some call me ari my pronouns are they them and the film that I'm showing aliens when they get here is uh, Treasure Planet. Not necessarily because I think it's a good introduction to humanity. It's just a good movie that's way underappreciated. And if humans won't listen to me, then God damn it, the aliens will. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Bastion. My pronouns are he or they. Uh, and I'm going to show them the, uh, the Morbius gif. Um, give, us, <laughs> give us a third theater release. We deserve it's it. Morbid time. We, we were all busy. So I many... promise we'll go this I time. I promise I'll go this time. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I won't backstab you. I promise. No, big company, please spend so much money to put your garbage film back in theaters. I want to see it real bad. No, Charlie Brown. I promise I'll hold the football this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. If they had uh, cast Danny Trejo as Morbius instead of Jared Leto. I would go. I would go see that exactly. easily. God damn it! Although, uh, where's the where's the what we do in the shadows retcon where we get Jared Leto in the the vampire no, castle? No, no, no. They would kill him. Exactly. They would say you're too heterosexual. You must die. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get and that audio Matt you can clip. Vampire, we'll get dancing Matt Smith in the vampire castle. Maybe cool with that one. Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, dancing Matt Smith in the vampire bathroom absolutely can stay. <laughs> I haven't seen the film. I I, I've only seen I've seen gifs of that scene, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> we are, uh, however, a podcast about Homestuck. Uh, as much what as... if we were a podcast about Morbius? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I tried to. <laughs> talk about morbius and my body tried to kill me (laughs) anyways uh this time around we read pages 26 26 through 2758 it's the first chunk of like peak homestuck act five act two uh which is titled he is already here um yeah 
Where do you find those titles? Uh, they're in the uh, story map of, oh. um, on okay. the MSPA website. Gotcha. This act is 1,481 pages. The first page was released uh, September 19th, 2010. And the final page was released on October 25th, 2011. Mm. A date which has no significance whatsoever. It's a it's a big chunk of Homestuck, and it will probably take us a while to get through. I don't know. It'll feel like it happened fast, because th- they always do. Yeah. I mean, we are actually going to be moving through it a little faster, because we're trying to make that date line up. That's true. Yeah. But here we are. The kids are back. Yeah! Remember them? I do remember them, and it's really nice to see them again. Um... Jade's still sleeping. Jade, I, we we don't see Jade at any point during this section. No, we, we um, do. She just doesn't talk. We see like an image of her body two, in the background. Two pages of Jade. Oh yeah, it's so that's fast right. you must have missed it. But no, it, yeah. Now that there. you say that, I do remember. Like she she falls and then falls right back asleep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we see of Jade. Um, we actually, I think, spend the most time with John this section, which was really nice. Um, I, something about my soft boy, blind optimism, hope for the future was just really nice after all of the horrific shit of the last section and a lot of the shit with the trolls of like, oh, you're all going to fucking fail. You're all going to die. And John's like, I don't know. Maybe we will. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. Like he... His sincerity is so warm and lovely, and it's it's really nice to see. And it plays. It was, it was great to have the kids back. It plays so well against the trolls too, because like yes, none of them can handle it. They're all like, absolutely. Not. I can't tell if you're stupid or if you're trolling. And John's just like, I'm just trying yeah. to be friends here, guys. Like I don't know what like. Right. Y'all are playing like 40 chess, and I'm. Okay, I'm trolling a little bit, but like it's friend trolling, and the trolls are all like, "What the fuck is friend trolling?" <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like gentle friend ribbing, and they're like, "They're like you fucking idiot, you piece of garbage worm." And he's just like, "All right, I'm having an adventure." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I love that. I love that. That's great. Our uh, first page here is also our opening flash animation for the act. Ooh. Uh, page 2626, which is uh, S, Act 5, Act 2. It's very easy to summarize uh, because it's uh, Carcat scrolls through John's life and falls in hate with him. Uh, also, the yep. song is titled Homestuck. Homestuck. Uh, I don't remember who wrote it. Let me quick look this up. Browser says Homestuck yeah, Carcatly. Great. It's on volume uh, six, I believe. It's referencing well, it's five and six. Uh, Homestuck Anthem by Clark Powell. Weird how one came before the other. Which, but. Yeah. Uh, Homestuck Anthem, <laughs> uh, uh, we have not okay. seen in comic yet. but And we will not for some time. It's the opening to act six. But we are nowhere near that. No. So, uh, in this flash, I think one thing that's important to notice is... Um, Carcat does see John get scraped, and so he realizes John has the same blood color as him. Mm. Uh, and I think that's kind of the only important part. Like, there's some scenes about like John and Dad, like yeah, we see we see cakes. John's like childhood a little bit, like yeah, 
there's actually a lot of like John dad bonding that we see. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So like maybe John was exaggerating a little bit when he was trying to kill him with a hammer. <laughs> a teenager exaggerating their relationship with their parent? Imagine. Unheard of. <laughs> uh, and then we get a, a good, good copy pasta. Uh, Carcat troll this worthless human. Um, Carcat mm-hmm. skips to the end of John's timeline right before the but right before things are about to go down, and basically confesses his hate love. Uh, and you know John's not a homosexual, so <laughs> I I just I just love the energy Carcat comes into this. Be like, yeah, yeah. What's do you want to do you want to read the whole thing? It's a very good. The whole thing? Well, just until John talks. Oh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Let me do my best. Attention, worthless human. This is your God speaking. It is a wrathful God who despises you more than you could have possibly dared to fear. I have watched your entire pathetic life unfold. I have observed you while you would quake and tremble in personal prayers of shame. While you pleaded forgiveness for being such a wretched, disgusting failure on every conceivable level, prostrate before the stupid and false clown gods you have scribbled on the walls of your block, bogus deities worshipped by a primitive paradise planet, but your prayers will not be answered. There are no miracles in store for you, human, only my hate. It is a hate so pure and hot, it would consume your sad, underdeveloped human think pan to even contemplate. It is a hate that, to fathom, must be put into song shrieked by the 10,000 rowdy shout sphincters (laughs) peppering the gruesome underbelly of the most truculent god the furthest ring can muster. It is a hate that made you and will surely destroy you. My hate is the lifeblood that pulses through the veins of your universe. It is my (laughs) gift to you. You're welcome for that, you ungrateful piece of shit. (laughs) To which John says, Hi, (laughs) Carcat. Which immediately, he's just like, wait, what? How do you know my name? Like, it's just so. It's such a good. Oh, it's so uh, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow cast a second. This is the god that uh, Minakota wants. Question. Oh, a joke that is devastating to like three people, three who, people listen. who are all on this call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so right off the bat, you guys may remember at the end of Act Four, things were kind of a mess. Things seemed mm-hmm. like they were ramping up super hard in intensity, uh, and then we got Act Five, which was like a, a pullback from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are at like the very like the farthest in the future we've seen the kids. Yeah. Um, and we have no idea what's going on right like john's here he's got some new cool gear he's on dave's planet uh he's wearing some cool like blue pajamas um and this is really a role reversal of this conversation where like carcat has no idea what's going on and john does and and it's really interesting to see that reversal of their like roles that we've seen to this point there's a point here where Carcat mentions the quadrants and John's like, oh God, the quadrants. Meaning John at some point got the troll romance <laughs> exhibition. Someone we did. explained it to him. Um, finally. Yeah. Like, like it's a really, it's, it's a cool way to come back into it uh, and kind of get readers back into the swing of things. You know, let them see the far future. Um, also, we have our explanation here of what you were like, 
what's the prize? Yeah. Um, Carcat's like, we were going to be gods over your universe. Like, that's the prize, is that you make a new universe, and then you get to rule it as gods. Hmm. Um, and we also have our ex- explanation here for why Carcat is trolling John backwards. It's because um, <laughs> he's, he's embarrassed, embarrassed. <laughs> about uh, coming on so strong to John. Which is and he's such, like, well, I have to troll you backwards thing. just so uh, mm-hmm. you don't remember this, and I won't be embarrassed about it. Exactly. Um, which... All right, dude. But that's so fucking car cat, though. Like, sure it, is. it makes so much sense. Especially because he could have just, like, had this conversation and then started way back at the beginning and caught forward still. Mm. He didn't have to, like, start, like, go backwards the whole he time. He did not. Um, it's a very good conceit, though, uh, mm. from an authorial perspective. Bastion, oh, no, was there anything great. else in this conversation I'm missing? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Carcat is in hate with John, and John is like, "That sucks, buddy." I'm not gay, bro. Sounds gay, bro. No homo. And and then Carcat's like, "Man, humans have a word for that." Human hey. romance sure is weird. Yeah. From there we go to uh, the conversation that I was like, "When do we get this last time?" It is uh, the Rainbow Rumpus Party Town memo. It is the best piece of Homestuck to hear voice acted. Um, I believe it. It's so good. This is a good um, one. How to explain? Uh, <laughs> Carcat's giving an inspirational speech to all the trolls about like, all right, we got to troll all these humans. And Terezi has opened a memo and she's like, all right, so guys, how do we feel about this plan? Um, and uh, Carcat keeps interrupting and then they're typing to each other from the same computer and they're banning each other. And, uh, you know, like it ends with future Terezi popping in and saying like, no, dude, you might as well like troll the humans. We both know you're going to go along with it. And current Terezi's like, yeah, I know, but it's nice to hear it from, from my future self. <sighs> I feel like I didn't do a good job explaining this conversation. It's, 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 it's basically fun. all the trolls watch Karezi. As well as like a number of the trolls kind of chime in here and there with their own nonsense bullshit, and then everyone jumps yeah. off of that, and it you know devolves spectacularly. It's yeah. all the fun of an early 2010s chat room combined with all the fun of Homestuck time travel. Yeah, we had our our in, our tutorial on memos with the car cat memos, and now we're expanding on that. And going into it more. Yeah. Uh, Aradia and Solix are not going to be participating in trolling the kids. <laughs> Nepeta and uh, Feferi don't want to troll the kids. They just want to, like, be nice to them. Mm-hmm. The sweethearts want to be sweethearts? Shocking. Uh, and uh, Vriska's already started putting some irons in the fire. Meddler's going to meddle. Meddler's going to meddle. From there, we see John in the present where we left him. He's sleeping. <laughs> he finally landed last we saw him i think it was ar strapped yeah. mm-hmm. him to a board and shot him off and now he's back on his planet yeah frisk is like yeah so what's interesting time to fuck with the child frisk is like yeah. like oh, Friska okay <laughs> this is the protagonist yeah Riska Riska senses john is the protagonist <laughs> of homestuck and immediately latches on frisk is like oh this is who i need to intertwine myself with so that the attention stays on me all the time. Vriska, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we also see here, uh, no longer has her robot arm and like glasses eye patch. She has two arms and vision eightfold again, which is she is still missing a sleeve. Weird. Surely that's not important. 
turns out the only way Vriska can control the humans is by causing them to fall asleep or wake up. And so as John is dreaming about the battlefield and about to reunite with his loving father. Like, yeah, it's a full, like, almost running through the field to reunite with the person you've been. And then, nope. Vriska wakes up John. His dream self disappears. The White Queen's ring falls into a river on the battlefield there's a there's a brief moment where like when john like makes the leap to go find dad where he's sort of drawn in that same style that tavros was when yeah. tavros made the leap which mm-hmm. uh, yeah. paints yeah. This, yeah yeah they're actually compared a couple times in this section mm, yes yeah that is true and john wakes up uh we also get some other uh uh, we see like dad is kind of dejected about this and mom offers him some alcohol. And then later we also see uh, WV uh, is the only survivor of Jack's like murdering of his militia in S Descend. And he's feeling real tortured and like needs a weapon to pick up. And then he's like, oh, what's that shiny thing in the water? So they're like, it's pretty like heavy handed that WV is going to be like put on the ring as like to fight Jack. Mm-hmm as sort of like the peasant to take on the, the tactician. Um, but also in the clouds of sky here, we see uh, where we left off the three other kids. We see Jade falling. We see Rose's gate blown up and we see Dave uh, passing through his first gate. Um, and we actually, in between Dave and uh, Rose, we see Jade landing. We have seen all the kids. And They're all accounted for now. The, the kids are all accounted for. Uh, Jade, lands on her bed that Beck has complete conveniently placed to uh catch her and then immediately falls asleep again yes which like wonder what she's dreaming about because if you dream with a dead dream self hmm what what happens then we what happens then great question Um, not like the trolls prospect and durst will be destroyed in this section and uh things will happen there Um, we also get a John Vriska conversation um, where Vriska types out John with 64 O's and John goes, <laughs> I'm pronouncing that like a really long June, which like is the first like textual evidence that I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is our beginning of a basis for like a trans John. Hmm. I've. I've heard the name. Uh, we've talked about it. We we have here like a, a so Vriska is basically like through all these conversations they're they're doing like the cultural exchange uh and like oh what's a what's a parent? That's the saddest thing I've ever heard, right? Like what's a lucis? That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Right? Like there's they're learning from each other. We're we're trying to we're starting to get into like the troll human cultural exchange. Um, later on, they talk about buckets and, and how buckets are inappropriate for trolls. Um, but like Vriska is guiding John to get Jade into the game. And what we really have here is a good example of what like Vriska's modus operandi for operating w- with the kids, which is uh, she uses her timeline scrolling features to see that something is going to happen. And then she decides to become responsible for that thing happening. Mm. Um, so the examples in this section are uh, she sees John gets a new outfit. And then she's like, and here's that outfit. Like she styles John into that outfit, which is dressing like her. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, you wait around for a few minutes and then you get your your sperm disc. And 
because she tells him that John does that. And it is an interesting way that it sort of like plays into like the thief of light and ties back to our agency conversations because Riska has agency here and her agency is choosing to be the person responsible for doing the things she sees happening and thus making her responsible for doing the things happen. Like it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've definitely seen that Homestuck is a story of cycles. Right. Thief of Light, like, Vriska's messing with the, with the narrative here. Like, like, mm-hmm. like she's taking the agency away from John in this, and thus sort of, like, maybe mm-hmm. there's not a, a super strong connection there. No, I mean, you're uh, not wrong. Because, like, John is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do, like, later on, I think. Like, John's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go do a thing. She's like, no, you can't. You're not supposed to do that yet. And he's like... Stop. Well, fucking. I could do it if you'd stop fucking texting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, it is sort of a question of like, how much does this happen because Vriska just makes it happen? How much of it is Vriska sees this thing needs to happen and then puts herself back into it? Or how much of it, like, with like the yeah. whole costume thing, I don't know how much of it that was like, oh, Vriska saw that, like, oh, he's gonna wear a new suit so much as I'm going to make this bitch wear my clothes because I can. But because, you know, I've had this narrative of like, I'm telling you what's going to happen and then you're gonna do it, he does yeah. it. Like, and so it's, cause we, she's a fucking schemer. I would not put it past her to be like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely part of your destiny and your future. You definitely need to put on my clothes. Well, also it's let, I mean, it is about her wanting to dress John, but it's a little bit less about that. And I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but it's fine. Um, the Vriska John goes on. It is the running theme of this section. We're probably going to cover it all now. Yeah. yeah. It is also Vriska wanting John to not be wearing the ectobiologist suit because it reminds her of the Tavros uh, costume. Yes. Oh. That too. Cause yeah. It, yeah, cause she says like his ectobiology suit reminds her of Pupa Pan. Mm-hmm. Oh. One thing that's interesting, again, that gets noted several times in the Hussey commentary about these interactions is like, Vriska here is operating straight out of like a pickup artist textbook where it's like this, <laughs> this mix of like yeah. com- like obsequious yeah. compliments oh, she's negging and him. incessant she is negging, him. negging yeah. to which john oh yeah is just fully like water off a duck's back like sure whatever okay like oh like, yeah it does not penetrate john i have in my notes john's sincerity is ruining vriska's bullshit and it's great yeah just can't be asked man like uh she's like uh, your timeline is my web. Suddenly, we're all tangled up in it, wriggling and helpless. Isn't that cool, uh, John? Meh. So it seems like you like AIDS a whole bunch, and I guess you're like kind of spidery themed or something. And Frisk is like, yeah, spiders are gross. Spiders are gross. <laughs> Frisk is like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, as part of the cultural exchange, John sends Friska a link to the final scene of Con Air um, through a so tiny get URL. To see it. Yeah. Again. It originally just like linked to a YouTube video of Con Air. Mm. Uh, and then that video disappeared into no. YouTube. And so now it's still, it links to the final scene, but it's on the Homestuck official YouTube channel. Apparently, the 360p is not just limited to the Flash animations. However, oh. in this case, the 360p absolutely makes the scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, Lord. that's so interesting. Like, because in the author's commentary, Cassie notes that, like, right after sending the link, John is like, you'll probably have to rewind to a point where the human internet exists in order to use this link. Yeah. So, like, Hussey's like, well, keeping the broken link there makes sense. Mm. That, yeah. Like, you know, it fits thematically. Tracks. Which, like, yeah, like, a homestuck breaking down on the internet sometimes works. Maybe. Oh, that would be... Yeah. Wait, now I'm thinking of... Oh. I mean, I'm glad it's not breaking down, because I, I, I do like homestuck, but, like, oh, that would be good. Spoilers. No. No, just from, like, a here's a thing that existed at one point and it's mm. i mean it's already never going to be as it was as it w- existed originally right. sure. um uh the one in level sands stretch away yeah i i also really do appreciate the uh all the work that's gone into the web browser oh, yeah. um which i guess i'm gonna have to start using yeah uh we did get a pop-up notification right at the beginning of this section from the browser letting us know that um Around this point, uh, the forums had to ban a certain type of uh, fan art. Um, Which was pregnant children. Ah. And in response, and in response, Toby Fox released his magnum opus. Yes, that the Toby baby Fox. is you, a thirty-minute rock musical uh, detailing uh, Dave giving birth to John. Um, I'm having a baby and the baby's you. You about to come out my wazoo. Uh, it's, it's, a, I, I believe, let's see. Uh, oh my God. Bummer. Can bro have a rap battle at some point? It's a, a it's a 30 minute mpreg rock opera. Yeah. Uh, there's also a point um, in the. Did you mean uh, Dave and bro? Yes. Did I say John and bro? No. You said boner and what Joe. Did I say? Bro. I did not. You did. Fuck. <laughs> Who, who did I say? Wait. Boner. You said boner. Oh, yeah. Dang it. There's only six names left I can send myself <laughs> to the boner cage for, and I somehow stumbled into saying one of them. But but uh, also, interestingly, uh, as you may or may not know, Toby Fox now like composes music for mainline Pokemon games. Uh, oh. And there's a trumpet sound, or like a trumpet line, in the opening of one of the songs from The Baby Is You that... Toby Fox then used in a Pokemon game. Yes. Good. Uh, so yes. Yes. There is that musical connection. That is now, exactly what I would want and expect. There is a, a direct chain of dominoes between uh, Boomstuck <laughs> and uh, Mpreg music featuring in a mainline Pokemon game. Yes. Good. I believe it was Sword and Shield. Anyway, um, Vriska does not actually own up to why buckets are uh, taboo in troll culture and is just like uh, uh, cleaning products are uh, shameful. Um, I'm definitely not panicking. And John's like, oh, damn, I will take care of that right away and throws the bucket out the window. And then he knocks a broom out of an imp's hand, also down to the floor, to which the narrative says... Um, Being culturally sensitive is really hard work. Yes. Do we think actually Hussey knows that being culturally sensitive is really hard work? Well, given that he hasn't really put Unclear. any of that work in, questionable. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, Yeah, my note just says, this feels like Hussey's being facetious here. Yeah. Oh, John and Rose chat. 
for a bit yeah. once John gets to his house. Man, I've missed Rose. I've missed Rose I didn't Rose realize too. how much I missed Rose until I was reading this conversation. Um, John's like, hey, Rose, did you know all these things? And Rose is like, yes. Yes. Are you ready to rake some havoc? Yeah, Rose is like, we're never going to win the game. But you know what we can do? Disrespect our surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I love it. 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 But also, Rose is like, yeah, John, you are our leader. Like, And John's like, uh, no, I'm not your leader. I'm your friend. Uh, and Rose is like, yeah, that's why you're our leader. Which, like, for Rose, who's, like, clearly going through it, like, going through something. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, She's going like, through a lot right now. Like, recognizing the, like, optimism and... Uh, importance on friendship that john has as like positive leadership traits is like kind of surprisingly mature yeah mm -hmm. john's like yeah i saw your mom or at least i assumed it was your mom and rose is like did she look happy and john's like i don't know i don't really know her <laughs> yeah no i i thought it was interesting that like rose's first question was like was she happy like, cause yeah. we, we know that like Rose's relationship with her mom has been very like kind of fraught and, you know, it seems to be fueled entirely by spiteful back and forth. And so it's interesting. I, well, I suppose you could read that as like, did she look happy? That motherfucker? Is she yeah. happy right now? Uh, but like, I don't know. That's not how I chose to read it. Tone is lost when characters only speak through uh, text. Text. Rose, Rose is doing some melodramatic shit. She's like, Salamancer, yeah. wand, please. And then... Also, this dress that she's wearing, yes. this all black dress with the pink underneath, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is fucking cosplay bait for me. <laughs> I might actually have that dress somewhere. It doesn't have a skull on it, but it could real easy. I, I, I feel like you say this every time Rose gets a new outfit. Because she's hot. She's goth and she's cool. Uh, do you want that's to, really you want all to there is the to say on the matter? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, do read the hussy note on that page after what Sam just said. <laughs> okay. Rose definitely thinks this outfit is extremely cool. Oh, I see. You were never a thirteen-year-old child. I guess you're just too good for everything, aren't you? Hey, there, there, here's a hot take for you. I actually think this outfit is pretty badass by any standard. I understand if you need to start fanning yourself after being exposed to that take. We never see Rose make this outfit though. Like we've gotten to the point where we can skip a, yeah. we can skip outfit creation. Yeah. Uh, She's been doing cool shit in the she meantime. She starts uh, using magic on a turtle temple. We'll come back to this moment shortly because first we need to rewind and review Rose and Kanaya's relationship. Yeah. We Holy hell. Well, first. Kanaya is like, hey, um, I read your instructional guide. And then the narrative is like, hey, uh, let's go back and do every conversation Kanaya has had with Rose before we finish. But first, but first, Kanaya talks with Karkat about like, hey, do we really need to troll the humans? How do you feel about the tentacle therapist? Like Kanaya's kind of starstruck here. Yeah, because this is like weird. Big hero. I was like, hey, yeah. I guess it's not weird. Troll but them, like again. Kanai's lacking some self confidence, mm -hmm. and Karkat's like, no, you'll do a great job. Do this and report back to me. 
Is, do we get the that's why you're our leader bit here? Yes, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so this does mirror sort of the John Rose conversation that just mm -hmm. happened. Uh, and of course, the reason Carcat is the leader is I don't have it in uh, front of me. You have notes on them? Yes. I guess that's why you're our leader, Carcat. No, I'm your leader because of my incredible tactical still skills and my ability to mobilize and motivate a bunch of useless people towards a common goal, and because I'm extremely ambitious and intrepid, also because leadership is in my blood. We've been over this. Statements like that are also why you're our leader. Also, <laughs> leadership is in Carcat's blood. Just just file that under, like, Knight of Blood stuff. Um, okay. Like blood as a aspect is about unity and teamwork and so Karkat is the leader because he's forcing everyone to be a team. Yeah, so when we go through all of Kanaya's conversations with Rose starting with the first one which was actually with John, which yep. fully like throws her, she's like what? This this is so weird like this can't be the same person and then we, she we, we do also get here the um, actual text file for the conversation with a very stupid girl um, the tactical omissions are all things Kanaya says um, about like the future or the past or like how she wants her friendship with Rose to progress. We then see uh, Kanaya uh, sees Rose uh, have the bucket fall on her head from the prank that John pulled and then gets embarrassed that there's a bucket on her screen. Mm -hmm. We get that specific piece of cultural exchange for the second time. Uh, and then we get an interesting page where uh, Kanaya is positioned as the player um, yeah. for Rose's intro, naming her Flighty Broad. Yeah. Which was an interesting sudden thing. I didn't quite know what to make of it. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know if there's much to make of it other than just like... It. Yeah. There's a, this like, is like a hey, remember this joke? I don't know. Yeah, there's not Look, much to make Kanaya of it, but also like Kanaya's like uh, like the next page is Kanaya being like, mm, that was not satisfying. Like yeah, yeah. It's like okay, we made this joke and it didn't land, and now we're recognizing that it didn't land. Yeah, I think also Kanaya needs some sort of like intellectual stimulation, and Rose is definitely the place to get that, but also like there was no intellectual stimulation from that, right? Uh, yeah. Speaking of well, no intellectual from the first stimulation, conversation, it was John. Uh, then decides to troll John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. John, that it's conversation, great. oh boy. So fun. I, I just love, like, cause she, she's just like, oh, you know, we, I am an alien time travel. Da -da -da -da, and John's like, oh yeah. She's like, tell me about your friend and whatnot. And he's like, uh, those, Okay, that definitely wasn't Rose you were talking to. She hates that movie. Um, the movie is uh, Howie Mandel's Little Monsters, which John mentioned when he was pretending to be Rose to Kanaya. Yes. And then Kanaya's like, now I'm wondering if you might be trolling me as well. And John is like, okay, well, between you and me, someone here is getting trolled, and it just might be all three of us, which, like, <laughs> it is. John also in this conversation mentions Contact, which is a yes. 1997 film starring Jodie Foster and, Jody Foster and Matt baby. McConaughey. Um, it rules. Jodie Foster gets selected to make First Contact. 
Uh, it won the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. I believe it was one of the posters on John's wall, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yes, okay. because I know I freaked out about it when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah, um, there is an interesting note uh, that Hussey makes here, uh, where they say that, like, in this conversation, we see John as sort of a foil to Carcat, where mm -hmm. time travel with mm -hmm. Carcat always ends up with Carcat getting in his own way. Yeah. Whereas John, when dealing with time travel, is always setting himself up. Yeah. Like, John lands a solid dunk that future him set up, probably not remembering this conversation. Yeah. Which bit is this? Remind me. So, so when when John had the first conversation that uh, Kanaya is copy and pasting here, mm. that was in future. He, he mentions yeah. He mentions, he mentions little, little monsters. monsters and tells yes. Kanaya to ask John about it. Right as Rose, he says, gotcha. "Ask John about oh, this." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then past him is like. Lo and behold. Oh, oh, this wasn't Rose. Like, oh, bitch, you got yeah. yes, you got yes. owned, and good. you don't even know it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite bits in this conversation is uh, Kanaya's like, "Okay, you're even dumber than the Rose human. That's incredible, really." And he goes, "Yeah, I know I'm dumber than Rose. That's not much of a burn, dude. It's just very good. I love John." <laughs> yeah. Um. We fast forward through the rest of Kanai's conversations with Rose, and they sync up in their eighth conversation, uh, which we only see a snippet of. It's right after Rose has destroyed uh, her gate, and uh, actually, the, the end yeah. of what we see. Oh, go. So, yeah. so, oh, right. So throughout this uh, recontextualization, we've had um, there's a thing that gets mentioned in Kanai's conversation with Karkat, where Karkat's like. Uh, you can measure uh, your results with the flighty broads and their snarky horse shitometer, which <laughs> then gets represented on screen as a like parallel to the prankster's gambit that we've seen, yes. where there's little ticks that mm -hmm. tick back and forth between who's being snarkier. And then uh, when Rose blows up the gate, it also blows up the snarky horse shitometer. Um, it simply cannot take this much horseshit. Right, but also because this is the point Kanaya sees Rose as a dangerous woman. And Kanaya, Kanaya has feelings for dangerous women. Which we see on the next page where we've get, got just like a like medium shot of Kanaya being like, oh. it's the It's like the Wide ostrich eyes, face. Like, yeah, like. Do you guys know what I'm talking oh. about? Oh my! No, like, yes, oh, I, I know what you're talking like about. I can't not fuck her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Is anybody gonna wife that and then doesn't wait for a response? Basically, I have I have some questions for you. Uh, I'll start with a simple one: Do trolls have names? And of course, that's where we cut there. Uh, and then when we visit them again, it's their sixteenth conversation. They've had eight conversations between us. Apparently, they've done some cultural exchange. They've gotten to know each other, uh, and that's when we catch back up with two where rose is now destroying um, the turtle temple yeah john makes a new uh john makes a new cosby top bill cosby's back in the comic 
We've already talked about this. It's gross. Uh, Rose is destroying the Turtle Temple, uh, which Hussey has some very good things to say. Um, and I'm going to summarize, and Bastion, if there's anything I missed, please feel free to jump in. So, Homestuck is a building's Roman, as we have said. It's also a game about video game quests. And so, when we hear phrases like, free the fireflies, and play the rain, we as readers assume, ah yes, this is the thing that will happen at the end, this is the fulfillment of the character arc. And that's not always the case, because Rose never actually plays the rain. The point is that that is the quest that the game has set out for her, and her character arc is actually, she looks at it and goes, no, this is fake and stupid. I'm not doing that. And rebels against it. <laughs> Which kind of gets into, like, one of the things I feel is actually the Prospect-Durst distinction. I feel like um, Prospect Dreamers are much more likely to go along with, like, the mm. plans the game has for them. And Durst Dreamers are more likely to, like, say, no, fuck this. Um, Which... But that's just me. I, I, well, I mean, that's supported in the conversation here, where... Kanaya talks about the difference between the visions of Skaya and the whispers of the old gods. Kanaya mm-hmm. like, compares Skaya to a mirror that contains everything, but which only certain things are visible at a time. And so it's a clarifying of things that you already know, whereas the, mm. the old gods from the furthest ring are active and uh like teaching instructing directing you those they have goals they have goals they have like skaya isn't telling you what to do it's showing you what you can do what you will do what you were already going to do and the gods from beyond the ring are telling you what the options not being presented to you are sort of yeah I think it too, right? Like it's, it's important because like I was part of the fandom at the end, right? Like we had our homestuck ending bingo cards out and Rose playing the rain was not a, like, was not a, was a not uncommon spot. Yeah. Rose playing the rain was something like, this is going to happen because that's how her character arc is fulfilled. Right. And, and the whole point is that she chooses not to reject the system, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the reason that we decided this isn't a spoiler is because it's uh, we've already talked about Dave's arc a bit, and this kind of parallels that. And right? like Hussey has a really good note um, earlier, where they talk about how like Rose's arc is less about doing what they should do and more about like getting over the sense that what they were told they should do is what they should do, right? Because Rose never stops thinking about playing the rain. Right. Um, which, like, is an interesting note to me because it, like, Hussey connects it to Buildings Roman with the sense of, like, the nagging unanswerable guilt uh, arises from the truth that um, the, the quest and the regimentation of adulthood is fake. There is no right mm. way to be an adult. There is no right way to complete right. the quest. So it was always a mirage. So learning this, making peace with it, is part of the growing process for many, and it is for Rose too. Hell like, yeah. I, I want to connect it to like the concept of queer time, right? Where like mm. Rose yeah. is setting aside yeah. the yeah. expectations, and then 
has to continue to set them aside. And like, we're seeing the start of that here. We're like, I mean, right now Rose is committed, but like, that's going to be something to watch Mm -hmm. over the course of the story is like how Rose feels about setting that aside and choosing to do this differently. Yeah. And as the seer of light in her quest for knowledge about the game, uh, she's just resorted to tearing it apart. Um, she asks Kanaya, like, hey, th- this conversation is good, but, like, kind of meandering because I think Kanaya's still acclimating to meeting Rose. And well, yeah. uh, is also very just a verbose character. Yeah. Um, but, like, this conversation ends with Rose saying, do you know anything about the green sun? And Kanaya says, nope. And as Rose tears apart this uh, turtle temple... At its center is a tablet of a capsulog card with a green sun on it. A green sun we have already seen and in fact saw elsewhere in this section as Beck zapped that bed into position to catch Jade. Yeah, Um, which like it's interesting because the conversation that Rose and uh, Kanaya are having here is mostly not about what Rose is doing, which is what we're seeing. No. What we're reading yeah. is Kanaya having this like fan relationship to Rose. Like this is the conversation where Kanaya's like, I read your guide. Like I'm a big fan, but like let's be cool about it because I like that we're friends now. So like I can't I can't gush about it. And Rose is like, oh go, like that's embarrassing. like you read that? That's embarrassing. Like, yeah. Yeah, Rose. Rose, you just—I guess not just, but like, yeah. Rose is like, yeah, it was a little melodramatic, and I was like, I mean, yeah, it was, but that's part of what made it great, dude. Like, she wrote that yeah. what three hours yeah. ago today. <laughs> Which, yeah. Like, okay, that's fair. Honestly, I've I've written things that I'm like, mm. oh yeah, and she and she says like, have you ever sent a message that you regretted immediately? And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, vibes. But also, in Rose's defense, she was writing it as she was about to die because the planet's being bombarded by meteors. Like, I oh, think yeah. melodrama is uh, yeah. that's not, allowed. Yeah, I mean, circumstances not allow melodrama, but purple prose. Uh, you would think being about to die would give you more of a Hemingway vibe, but I don't know. <laughs> Once again, Once again fuck this is an Ernest Hemingway hate podcast. The opinion of this podcast, <laughs> fuck it's Ernest true. Hemingway. Anyways, we go back to John and Vriska. Uh, this panel uh, where it's like all the treasures that you gather from the act four intro flash. Mm-hmm. Um, act three. Intro uh, flash. And Frisco's like, no, no, no. It's the lack. It's the act four intro flash because the end of act three is Rose entering the game and John passing through his first well, game. And so the beginning of act four is the land of wind and shade. Tension. Andrew Hussey. Um, actually. Um, actually it's the act four <laughs> intro flash. And I know Homestuck better than the author. Uh, Take uh, that, hussy. Take that, hussy. Can uh, I, no, it's I, the Act 4 ha- intro flash. We haven't made any jokes. It is very funny that hussy's last name is hussy because it just feels very satisfying to say, take that, hussy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm casting out some harlot from my congregation. Uh, I, I bring this up to say uh, these items, the risk is like, yeah, these are trash. And in the commentary, hussy makes a note of like, 
I mean, yeah, that's an insult to the reader because you spent all the time collecting all these things at the beginning of Act 4. Once again, I never played the game, so not me. But I also <laughs> never st understood that these were things from the game until I read that piece of the author's commentary. I also don't value Vriska's opinion, so... <laughs> yeah, this is also the bit where uh, Vriska uses nine exclamation points instead of eight. And dun, then the dun. next panel is her gasping and blushing blue. Vriska might have a crush, you guys. She's met her match. She's also, she also who says, doesn't give a shit. She also says, Jigas. Uh, and John's like, how do you know about Jigas? And and she's like, oh, yeah, therese has been saying it all the time. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, adopting uh, vote typing ticks from friends. Section. Yeah. Because uh, John is very clearly like, taking the eight thing from Riska and being like, yeah, I can do eight thing too. Like it's a little light ribbing that oh, yeah. is how it comes across. But it's also sort of like, you know, when you get, I, I have a friend who I do not speak in his vocal, like mannerisms. Normally, whenever we hang out, I adopt his mannerisms. Like it, it's sort of indicative of just like when you're acting with people, you, you take on their mannerisms, right? Like, yeah. yeah. When someone does, especially something as like distinct as some of these like typing quirks, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this back at you. Look at how look at how weird this is. You're not special. Vriska, this whole time, uh, tells John her name is Marquis Spinneret Mindfang, uh, and of course, uh, at the end, uh, Vriska's like, John, what's your last name? And John's like, Oh, Anderson. And so they, they do sort of, like, do the, like, fake name at each other. Till and next then... time, Mr. Anderson. Oh, the Matrix! Finally! We have a Matrix yeah, reference in Homestuck. Finally! We did it! It's also a very, like, uh, 2010s internet thing where it's like, remember when we still had, like, yeah. expectations of privacy on the internet? Yeah, don't give strangers your real name. Bring it back. Not Not to go all kids these <laughs> days, but, like... Damn. But also, but also, don't tell people how to like groom you in your in in your Tumblr bio, kids. Bitches really be pulling don't their do it. full diagnoses in their bios. Don't do it. I only say I'm from Michigan in my Tumblr bio, and I'm even like, mm, yeah, that might that be out. too much. Mine has my pronouns, and then I think it just says resident shit whistle. That sounds right. <laughs> I don't remember what that means anymore, but I just like it. Yeah. Anyways, John talks to Dave. Dave's, Dave's back. Dave's back. Dave's back. And, and he's, he's doing some bro. Ocean's Eleven bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. He's not. He's not crypto though. It's he's just you know stock market. Like Bastion, hold up. Do you remember this kid? So for fucking what was it? For the econ class in high school, there was the like stock market simulator where like they were like, all right, kids, here's your like. $50 to put it in the stock market yes, and then like that. the people who paid attention all semester and then like whoever had the most at the end of the semester won a prize or whatever and most of us were like cool and then forgot about it yeah pretty much that's that's kind of what Dave's doing Dave is abusing time travel to play the stock market because Teresi told him to uh yeah so the conversation with John but is first. Uh, Dave being like, hey, uh, I need some money. I'm... Give me all your money. <laughs> and John's like, fucking why? Like, 
I thought you said it was worthless. Like, now you want it? And now, I, like, it's very, like, bros being bros. Yeah. Um, which starts with, like, oh, this is Dave from the future. And John's like, oh, is this Dave Sprite? And it's like, no, this is just, like, Dave, but from the future. Like, this, this is Dave Dave, which is, like, a very Dave conversation of, like, yeah. It's, yeah. We find out even though the kids have only roughly 24 hours left uh before the scratch happens that uh Dave's been around for at least 3 times three that days. because yeah. he's time traveling. Um we also hear like the um all right, cool. I'm time traveling using stable time loops cuz otherwise the dead Dave's pile up and uh, that's not good for anyone. Nope. Also in this conversation Dave says Jigus with a three instead of the E, and John's like, hmm. Interesting. To which Dave is like, no comment. Uh, to which John says something with like eight things in here, and, and Dave's like, don't do the Vriska thing, dude. Uh, which is, as Bastion pointed out, where John gets Vriska's name from. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this conversation I largely forgot happened. Except John doesn't know who that is. Right. I mean... It's pretty clear from context, I think. John does the, like, bluff fine with eight eyes, and Dave is like, fucking cut out the Vriska thing, which is like, oh, so that's what the name is. Oh, there's also... Bastion is a spoiler to talk about Night Planets. I don't think so. No. What do you think? I I think we can do it. We've got two to go off of. That's basically all we ever... we got two to go... So, uh, it's all we ever get, and... It doesn't get addressed until the very end. So uh, Dave's like, oh, yeah, I'm making all this money on the Lohawk uh, SE. Stock market, baby. Uh, And John's like, what What is that? And and Dave's like, the the Lohawk Stock Exchange. And and John's like, what's Lohawk? And Dave's like, my planet, the land of heat and clockwork. It's like got lava and all these gears. And John's like, that sounds like that sucks. To which Dave's like, (laughs) no, fuck you. It kicks ass. Which like. I screenshotted that. I will be using it. Like, dude, dude. No, it doesn't. You hate it. it it's it's got your trauma on it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, stop. Like, this is very much David. Welcome like, to being a knight. Have a planet full of your trauma. Looking, do not tell me that this shit sucks or I'll realize this shit sucks and I really can't do that right now. Yep, yep. But like, yeah. I've like, been there we've in situations seen, with folks. We've seen Carcat's planet and it's covered in the blood that Carcat has given. Blood. And now Dave is in heat. Bastion! Oh no! He's having a baby, and the baby is John. <laughs> no! 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 But, but God damn we, we have seen how. No. In addition to, <laughs> in addition to that, oh, we have seen uh, heat related to Dave's trauma before in the the uh, beatdowns, where yes. like, yeah. the red sun is like the prominent feature. Um, well, and it's even like the heat and clockwork itself is like um, 
the tiny little detail there was that um like frog toy in a in a blender that had like blood packets in it like very very early on with dave's introduction and that's sort of what it reminds me of of like the whirring machinery mm. and the mm. red the the saw sure. stuff yeah and yeah. a frog um, and a frog there's Why a lot because we got we got turtles we got crocodiles we got salamanders and then the frogs are bad also so it's like, what the fuck is up with well, these reptiles well, and Well, Dursites think frogs guys. are bad. All right, all right. What the fuck is up with all these goddamn reptiles and amphibians going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just going to say, like, we, we missed out on the land of, like, heat and puppets by an inch. And thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see the Lohawk Stock Exchange. It's got three Daves here. Uh, one of which is wearing the felt suit. Uh, one of which is wearing the uh, absolute like best Dave shirt, which is a bestseller on the Topotaku store. And one of which is wearing Terezi's glasses and the uh, Midnight Crew suit. Yeah, yeah. Time traveling with Dave, it's important to keep track of what people's clothes look like. So True. future Dave is wearing the baseball tee with a scratched record, which is the, the cosplay bait one. I do like the idea of Dave just doing like a full Ocean's Eleven with different versions of himself. Just in general, that concept is very fun yeah. to me. Yeah, Dave, you know, the crocodile of Wall Street. <laughs> I just yeah. came up with that. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, happy with that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Because yeah. uh, Dave's consorts are crocodiles. Yes. Yes. So it's three mac, Daves mac, and mac, a room mac, full mac, of crocodiles. Mac, 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 mac. Sure. And then we get more Dave, Dave and Terezi comics. Also, they talk about other stuff, but I really only care about the comics. The comics are the best part of it, though. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because it's really because it's so fun of them just like vibing with each other's like um, sense of humor. Yeah. And just you know making each other smile. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. They may be in shitty situations, like, but they're making memes of each other. We we that's see, true friendship right there. Like, John and Vriska being set up as a like potential pair and we see Dave and Terezi being set up, but like Dave and Terezi feels way more natural. Right. Cause like, yes, it feels yeah. like if John was not the protagonist of Homestuck, Vriska would not give a shit. Cause like also Vriska and Terezi are having like a proxy fight through John and Dave, which is a lot of actually yeah. what this, conversation is about is like dave being yeah. like, john is cooler than me actually and better than me in basically every way and trezzy being like no, no no like maybe but like you still gotta try but like if that trezzy vriska rivalry wasn't there like trezzy would still be bros with dave because they're just chill mm. they, they vibe together in a way that john and vriska don't really do not know yeah it's good i like it uh dave has so much money and terezi has him send some of it to her six hours ago six hours ago and then we go um, to be terezi in the past wait i do want to talk about these comics oh, for a second yeah. before oh, we yeah. get there so the one terezi sends is another cool kid edit it is the cover of internet a first discovery book from scholastic uh, by jean-philippe chabot 
And and uh, yeah, this is a a book that uh, Thrift Books is telling me uh, I could get for um, about six dollars <laughs> as a spiral bound in acceptable condition. ISBN number zero four three nine one four eight two four three. Hell um, yeah! It was released June two thousand and two. Is thirty pages long, weighs uh, just under half a pound, and the age range is preschool to grade three, which is a wildly large grade range. The type is electric dark. Its stats are attack three. <laughs> <laughs> it has no customer reviews, and as such, has zero stars. It's a one-one um, fly. But yeah, it's creature. a kid surfing on a keyboard. Cool kids do be surfing on their keyboards. And Terezi importantly says, Alternia does not have the concept of cool kids, which is unfortunate. Yeah. The comic Dave makes for Terezi <laughs> is Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff style, as no one would have it any other way. Indeed. I mean, I'm just going to read it. So, because I think, uh, yeah. It speaks so, for itself, pretty much. So it's Terezi above a brick wall. Which that like crunchy, crunchy uh, image. Um, deep fried style. Yes, baby. that deep fried style. And she says, Well, time to spaz out on top of this shitty brick wall from a Google search image with all these fucking watermarks all over it. Damn, nobody's stealing this image or anything. Copyright, 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 copyright. Oh, and God. do some bullshit. I usually do. It's like being weirdly hyperactive and flirty all the time. Ain't surprising nobody with any of this nonsense. Shit, that bus smells like daffodils or something. And then the Kool-Aid man busts through the wall and Terezi falls into it and says, there's pretty much no way I'm not getting off on this somehow because it's a bucket. That's it. He, she stuff. fell into a bucket full of red full stuff. Of red. To which Terezi is like, hey. <laughs> She says, Dave, this comic is borderline pornographic. You are a really fucked up kid. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, fucking aliens. And she's like, like, it is fantastic. I love it. Dave, you said yourself that, like, in the comic, it says I'm getting off. Like, <laughs> you can't just deny and say weird alien shit. Like, you're yeah. a little culpable You know when your friend here, casually sends porn of you that they made? No, I don't. <laughs> I would I, prefer not to. I, I, I would also that prefer that. That has never happened to me. I could think of maybe two people in my life who I would accept such things from, and even then, it would have to be very specific. I thought you were going to say, I've received such things from. No, 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 no. Well, no. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Terezi, in the past, uses her smelloscope to see Prospect, and once again, we get this gorgeous art, which is Terezi's smell-o-vision, and I absolutely love it. It's prospect. It's gorgeous. And then uh, the demon explodes it with um, the oh sort no. of like green electric energy we've seen coming off of Beck and Doc Scratch. Mm-hmm. You take the brunt of the stellar smell explosion like a sour apple punch to the snout. Terezi walks down the stairs uh, to the lab where everyone is. Um, and we get our third reference to Ganyang chopping off Tavros's legs with a chainsaw. This is apparently the point by which we're setting our watches in this Ocean's Eleven heist. Pretty much. Which it's not a bad point to set our watches from. We top around in time a lot this section, right? We're now mm-hmm. in the past for the trolls. Um, and Carcat's been knocked out as, or like he, he faints from this, as we know, because from the memo, we talked about this. 
Uh, Terezi then reports the news of Prospet's destruction to the loyal subscribers of uh, Rainbow Rumpus Party Town. Like, as she's about to do it, future her comes in and is like, hey, Terezi's going to quick tell you a thing, but, like, Terezi, a big thing is actually going to happen. And this is yeah, Terezi do- from three minutes in the future. Yeah. And then a bunch of trolls from uh, three hours and 14 minutes in the future are like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. Like, and then um, future Nepeta is like, ah, damn, he just got Durst, too. Dang it. So travel time from uh, Prospect to Durst is about three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> we also get the note here that Feferi, uh was sleeping and will not wake up now once oh. this happens. I mean, like her dream self. And Tavros has spent three hours and 15 minutes falling downstairs, getting accustomed to his new legs. I warned you about those stairs. What? Literally, that is yeah. a joke that gets made in there. Yep. Of course. It's so good. Of course. Mm-hmm. Distinctly remember telling him about stairs, but he didn't listen. I told you, dog. You told um, him, bro. And then uh, Terezi gets the 413 Boon Bond transfer from Dave. Um, this is how the trolls find out that the humans exist, is because of this transfer. Carcat is napping while this happens, and I presume, I haven't really read ahead, that Terezi immediately tells all the trolls about this. Meaning, once again, Karkat is the last to know that something is happening and decides, yeah, we should do something about this, and then gives his big speech. And then he takes charge, because he's so cool, and he is your god. Kneel before Zod. That's the section. It's a good back in the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very nice. One One note stylistically here is we jumped around the timeline a whole bunch here. We did. Um. And there's sort of a like a we're getting more complex, but but there's also like a narrative justification for that, and that is that mm-hmm. the trolls have the entire span of the human timeline in front of them, and so if we're hopping from humans to trolls and then back again to humans, we can realistically hop to anywhere in the human section, because remember how like early acts we got like the exiles as sort of transitional characters. Now the trolls can be used that way too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that we have had, like, these incremental moments of, like, here's this thing that's going on. Here's this thing that's going on. And now, like, we're at this point. I don't know how far along the actual mm-hmm. Homestuck timeline we are. But, like, we are deep enough in the narrative that the narrative kind of trusts us to understand what's going on. When yeah. it, like, jumps back and forth in these kind of ways. Because, like, we've seen stuff like this. We understand their timey-wimey nonsense bullshit. And it's not that it always makes sense all the time, but we kind of trust that even if it doesn't right now, it will. Yeah. And and this is the part of Homestuck that I think is the most rewarding to reread, mm-hmm. or at least the most necessary to reread because like the timeline is so messy here, yes. specifically at the beginning of, of this section. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking a little bit before we started recording and like, I do kind of want to see the planning document for this section that hussy has because like time travel shit is hard to write oh yeah there was a chrome extension i don't know if it still exists there uh, there was a chrome extension that would allow you to read homestuck from a single character's point of view and so the next page would give you the next page chronologically for that character and it was actually very rewarding and very cool to like trace yeah. Like Carcat's perspective, for example, like, because it's so all over the place. 
That's with super like, interesting. He's in a memo over here. He's in a memo over here. He's like shouting at John on this page. And yeah, and yeah. so, but like, especially with like the trolling John backwards, right? Like the, it, it's a cool way to read Homestuck because there are so many things going on to just be like, all right, we're going to focus on this character's timeline and trace that character's growth through the story. Okay. Oh yeah. This is not a thing that I know to exist, but uh, the the Dracula Daily of Homestuck would just be Homestuck <laughs> entirely <laughs> in chronological order. But by which metric, right? Like Homestuck in chronological order, there there are at least four timelines in this story, and so it's like, well, which which one do you choose, and what what metric do you go by, right? Like it's nearly impossible. Yeah. It could be done. If someone was willing to go through that headache, I think it could be done. But then again, I haven't finished reading the dang thing, so I don't know how convoluted it gets. Uh, yeah, okay. That would maybe be tricky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For next time, we are reading page is uh, 2759 through 2802. That's not a lot of pages. There's a flash game in this section that takes you 40 minutes to play all the way through. So sit down for a ride. We'll have a lot of music to discuss next time. All right. Looking forward to it. It's been a bit since we've had a flash game. Yeah. And this one's like a different style from any of the ones we've ever had. It's a flash game with dialogue. Yeah. Which is why it takes so long. Lots of dialogue. dialogue in Homestuck? I mean, the, the, the name the wiki gives for the game is Alternia Bound because it's in the style of Earthbound. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I look forward to discussing mm-hmm. with it. Closing thoughts I'll, on this section. I, I know I've dunked on John for being a blank slate, generic ass, nothing, but like that is a golden retriever puppy and I'm very happy to see him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We're on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can find Smario on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom or Twitter at Ghost NT Bathroom. Uh, go ahead and uh, leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice uh, or leave us the attention worthless <laughs> human copy pasta because that's our favorite. <laughs> um, that, that is a good one. Uh, if you do check out uh, Ari's social media, you can leave the comment Catboy approved to let us know you came from the pod. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Updates with Frankenfiles? I have to revisit my latest script, but we're hoping to do some filming, if not next month, the month after. So hopefully relatively soon. And by soon, I mean next season. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right. Listener, hit next.